Fantasy Intervention, guys, is blowing up right now. We've got a great team of guys over there at Join Our Circle underscore, or Fantasy Intervention, and we are blowing up. So, I'm going to try out this new intro. Let me know. Let me get some feedback. Let me know if you guys like it, don't like it. we got a sound guy over there with John crushing the sound. Big shout out to John. Make sure you guys check this out and give us some feedback on this new intro. Let us know what you guys think. Oh, and make sure you guys stay tuned to the end of this episode. The whole point of this episode actually gets driven at the end. So, yeah, make sure you guys stay tuned to the end. This is Fantasy Intervention. Fantasy Life, Chase Vernon. Yo, what's going on? We're live! And the Jets are overhead. Oh my Hello. god. Not, not like the normal like New York Jets, but like my the Navy Jets are overhead. I just heard so, that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and try and make that a little bit more quiet. What's going on, guys? Welcome on into Fantasy Intervention. We got another episode kicking off for you guys. I am so excited. So excited for this episode. We're going to answer a bunch of your questions. So please tee those questions up. Get those questions ready for us. We cannot wait to answer them. Start or sit, of course, any kind of trade questions. We will take whatever questions you have. But the main reason why I'm so excited for this episode is because we have a special guest with us today, right, Mike? Oh, man. The, the most special guest I think we've had, right? Oh, I love it. Man himself. Look at that. Tom and Nate. What's going on, Nate? How are you doing tonight? You guys are, you guys are way too kind. I, I just, you just made my day. So I, thank you so much. I'm doing good, man. Uh, how are you guys doing? Whew. Busy. Yeah. Busy is, <laughs> is the word to describe this. Absolutely slam-packed busy. I don't have a second to breathe, but it's all good because I love doing this kind of stuff. It is what it is. I work yeah, best, best talk, under pressure. Football. You know? There's nothing wrong with talking football. Let's do it. I'll take it a hundred times out of a hundred, man. Mike, how you doing tonight? Oh man. So let me tell you about my day. I woke up to about 300 mentions this morning on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> two things happened. Uh, the first thing is apparently there was a follow train that turned into a party, which <laughs> yeah. was uh, lovely. It was um, weird. It was really it, weird. It was a little different. Uh, and the second thing is obviously um, my favorite league mate, uh, got a little bit off on Twitter, made some comments that got people going, and that brought people back to my video on my page. And what it showed me is, and, and you guys are bigger than me, you've been doing this for a, a much longer time, but when I joined the internet, I was told about trolls. I said, people are going to troll you. They're going to give you comments and stuff like that. I just expect them to bring it. You know, say it with your chest. Do something. What I got was some of the weakest trash talk I've ever seen in my life. I suck at fantasy football was one. The second was I breathe heavy. Well, listen, since football season started, I've been living off of Halloween candy, pancakes and beer for like three fucking months in a row. I get tired when I think if that's all you got, I could have told you that. But that's what I got brought to me was a couple trolls made me giggle. But man, all that I ask, I want real ones. You know, I'm from Boston. I love mixing it up with people. Bring that shit to me. And don't bring it weak because we're going to go at it if you want to. So bring something strong. Be original. Right now, I'm giving them out a three in originality, maybe to two and a half in execution. Just wildly unimpressed. Not enough to work on. So cleared out those mentions today. That was probably from 7 a.m. till noon to get through all of them. But now I'm ready to roll with this show. 
That was wait, fantastic. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, let me just say this. I, I mean, that sounded like a tilt to me. And it's, I don't know if you guys know, I, I did the, the Fantasy Tilt podcast with my buddy Keaton Denlay. And uh, that was that was a beautiful tilt, my friend. And I didn't know you were from Boston. I'm I'm from the Boston area, so well, we're gonna have to go get a drink and talk some football live next time, like actually face to face instead Amen, of going over the camera. Let's do it. I'm game. All right. How much time did you spend on Twitter? What did you say? Oh man! So if you don't know, right? I am a colossus of fantasy football, so I waste more time on Twitter before noon than any other analyst in the business. I get nothing done; just dick around on Twitter. By noon, I have liked more comments and cleared out more mentions than anybody else in the business. I would stake my reputation on. It. There you go. He he is he is uh, he's owning it, my friend. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. So, real quick. Let's go ahead, Mike, and let's go through what people should expect from this episode tonight, this live stream with, with Dominate over here. So. You, you know how we do it. We're going to recap our week seven calls. We're going to give you those post waiver ads, those smash matchup flex plays, and then your starts outside of the consensus top 20 running backs and wide receivers and top 15 quarterbacks and tight ends for your week one lineups. We're going to give you those dumpster dives for people that are hurt by buys, hurt by injuries. We're going to give you those players maybe you're not thinking about that we think can finish inside the top 12. Yeah, this is my favorite show of the week. And obviously, you guys might notice something a little bit different about my setup. You know, I actually decided to, for some reason, to move my bar from one side of the house over to the other side of the house. This is where I normally sit at. Yeah, so now I have two tables stacked on top of each other. The second table is too high up, right? So I can't sit in my chair. I'm having to stand tonight. And I have my computer right next to my mic, which means that you guys can hear everything that I click. So bear with us, guys. Bear with us as we go through this episode. We're going to have a good time with it. But Mike, go ahead and start us off with the first thing. And then after we get through this segment, we'll go ahead and answer some questions for the Facebook users out there. And of course, with Twitter. All right. So we want to get to Nate. So let me just breeze through our last week. We gave you the Antonio Gibson breakout. We've been calling it for a few weeks now. This is the man. He went for over 100 and touchdown. We gave you Nelson Algalore two weeks ago. Everybody's blowing their fab. Two weeks ago, we said, pick him up. We know the bye week's coming up, but this is a guy who is going to put up numbers. Harrison Bryant, we gave you on Sunday through Twitter. T. Higgins, who I know my counterpart hates to see it. That is my rookie wide receiver one. I actually gave him the field compared to T. Higgins. That's how confident I am in this man that he will finish up from this point forward. Wide receiver one. We told you. You want to tell him the bet real quick? Wait, wait. You want to tell him the bet real quick? Oh, of course we can tell him the bet. So I I get to hear this. So what Chase is going to have to do is put a Big Mac into a blender and drink it like a smoothie after T. Higgins goes off at the wide receiver one. What liquid? Is he going to use water? You got to use water to water or a milkshake. I think, I think we're pretty open about the liquid itself. Okay. Um, just enough to make sure you grind up those sesame seeds. Nice. We saw a <laughs> dingus do it on dynasty vipers. It looked like he wanted to puke. And to be honest, Nate, what you'll find out is about halfway through the show when I'm nice and lubricated, yeah. you can pretty much talk me into any bet. Um, <laughs> that's why the, the hair kind of looks like pubes. I had to shave my beard last time into a mustache. I'm um, never shaving my beard. Dude. Oh, it's the worst idea I've ever had. I literally, yeah. I had to pick my kids up from school three, hundred yards out because they wouldn't let me any closer with the mustache it was a bad scene so yeah we, we do some dumb shit about halfway through the show so if you see and the beer get empty go ahead and throw some bets out 
Okay. Yeah, no, this is actually the end of end of season bet too. It's throughout the whole whole entire season. So wow. we, yep. we got time. We got time. Oh yeah, no doubt. All right, but, but continue. What else do we get yeah. right? What else do we fuck up? You so know, we talked about. I know we got realism. some things in there. So we talked about the Miles Sanders uh, injury came at a perfect time for Boston Scott. Two smash matchups. He's got one more coming this week. And then the last one we gave you was Denzel Mims. We were talking about him coming off from injury. Gave you the 32% target share. Absolute stud. But of course, you want to talk about the good. There's always going to be the bad. And we were talking about maybe we weren't sure which one of the Chargers running backs was going to go off in this matchup. It turned out to actually be neither. So we're kind of 0 for 2 on that one. Not a great call there. Uh, We gave you Latavius Murray. Man, were they down the goal line so much that I'm sitting there going, this is going to be a great call. I think he was like running back 35. I'm like, shit, we got this. We got this. Never punched it in. I think he gave you four points there. We gave you, um, sorry, Chase Claypool, um, who came up with negative two total yards in the Deontay Johnson show of the week. We gave you Dalton Schultz, who honestly, we shouldn't have given you any Cowboys. And then we gave you Jonu Smith. So, of course, we learned from our mistakes. We always try to grow. We always want to be transparent. But what we gave you was some really good smashes and then some pretty big bombs like we do trying to go from outside the top 25. You know, you're going to have some misses and those were ours. Yeah. And Johnny Smith was actually interesting. I do want to kind of elaborate on this. So he actually doubled or almost doubled, I should say, his blocks versus his route run. Routes run, excuse me. This only happened two other times throughout the season, but both times he ran a lot more routes than just 15. So I'm kind of curious to see with, with Taylor Lewin being out and obviously the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, you know, being completely dominant on that, that line. I'm kind of interested to see if Lewin misses another week, if, if Johnny's going to go back to blocking again uh, in the future. So that's something that I'm definitely going to look into. And that's something that I, I completely missed on. That's not something I normally miss on, but I definitely miss this week. So I, I apologize for that. Moving forward won't happen again, folks. Just saying. Well, I mean, no, that, I mean that's a good call though, because uh, especially like you said with the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, you know how dominant they are. Um, they're going to need extra blockers as many as they can. They want to give Tannehill the time to do his magic, and if that means taking, uh, you know, John U. Smith out of the game, unfortunately, it's just the the sacrifice they have to make to to have a chance of winning that game. So. It, it, unfortunately, I, I was I picked the Titans as well, and and uh, you know I, sh- I should have known as well that uh, John U. Smith was not going to be heavily involved. So that could be a, a factor next week as well. All right, so let's go ahead and answer a couple of these questions and knock these guys out. Uh, so we had from Facebook user, by the way, guys, if you want to be seen on Facebook like Nick Martin over here, you have to go get your uh, stream approved through Streamyard in order to have it through Facebook. But yeah, that's if you want to be seen. If not, no big deal. So Facebook user. Rojo or Fournette, Fournette one point PPR. This is something where I believe like it's, it's matchup dependent. They have three really good matchups over the next five games uh, as to where they should be winning for the majority of that game. So in those cases, I'm going to go Fournette. If they're going to be down, I think it's going to be more of a Rojo who offers a little bit more upside. What do you guys think? I th- un- unfortunately for me, I'm a huge Len Fournette fan. And I, and I think that if he's just given the job, you know, you got to give him some time for him to break in and break out. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, I just think that this coaching staff is in love with Rojo. Um, I don't know what the reason is behind it. I mean, he has looked like the better runner, um, you know, since Fournette came along. But I think going forward, until Fournette, you know, breaks out and gets that gets that job, 
which I think will happen, but it may not be this season. I think Rojo's the guy this year. Yeah, I'm going to go Rojo as well. I think realistically, when you have these bad matchups, they're always starting with Rojo and they're bringing Fournette in if needed. If you look at last week, he got a lot of his touches after uh, Rojo had a drop. I think that as long as he's playing well, they're going to run with them. I think he is their guy. So I'm going to go with the guaranteed touches out of the gate as opposed to the change of pace guy. So I'm taking Rojo here as well. Sounds good to me. All right, let's hop on Nick Martin. We'll do one more after this, and then we'll go ahead and start into the next segment because we got a lot of questions coming in. All right, thoughts that CMC plays tomorrow. As a Mike Davis owner, I'm hoping to get one more game out of him. I think he's already ruled out, correct? Yeah, I have, I've heard that he's not going to be playing uh, week eight. So I think that makes that uh, question pretty easy. Yeah, absolutely. Short week two. I, I never thought he was going to take the field. They had him in the no contact jersey just yesterday. Uh, not enough time to get up to speed. And honestly, as Mike Davis owners and as a McCaffrey owner, I think everyone should be happy with this decision. You'll want to rush him back on this one. He absolutely. did take it off, though. He did take off that no contact he, jersey. He did. So. Yeah, I heard he threw it at the coaches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I didn't see that report. All right. I have no idea what this means. Do you guys have any idea? Lamar Zeleno. What does that say? I got nothing. Where are you? Oh, I see. Yeah. Lamar Zell. Okay. We don't know what it means. Zelenor. Zelenograd. Maybe that's no the, that, maybe that's his name. Um, so <laughs> maybe should I play Julio this week? I think Julio is in a smash spot this week up against Carolina. Yeah. He, he, we also have, uh, who is it? Uh, Douglas, right? He's going to be out this week. He got COVID. I think was that correct? Yes. It, well, the good thing is, you know, to answer this, you, you got to play everybody uh, from either yeah. side. I think this is going to be a good huge point. fantasy game, even though it's a Thursday night game. I think it's going to be a big time spot for both Atlanta and uh, the Carolina Panthers. So I well, would definitely play Julio. I think the, the reason why this question is asked is because Carolina has actually been really, really good up against the wide receivers so far this year. Uh, however, missing a major part of, of their you know, secondary, it, it's a big time blow. And I think that Julio is actually in a smash play. So, yes, we are going to go that. Now, let's go ahead and jump on to the next segment, Mike. Go ahead and bring us into that. All right. So let's talk about the next segment and decide that Chase wanted to make this even more difficult for us. We were going outside of 60% owned. And then Chase said I had to go with people that are trending down. So we have to buck the trend and say, who are these people that are trending down and who should be grabbing? So you look for those panic drops, people that should be on your roster that folks drop because of a bad week, because of bye weeks, because of injuries. And to start right out, we're going to go with Big Mike Williams, one of the biggest trending down. You saw Keenan Allen getting play. You saw Mike Williams doing what Mike Williams does. He is a boom or bust player. But this guy brings in Denver this week, who's another team who has inflated stats. They have they've had easy matchup to date. But I think that San, the charges, my goodness, uh, the L.A. charges, not San Diego. I'm showing my age are going to go <laughs> off on this defense. I think Herbert's got another big game going against them. And I think Williams, is the guy that right now I'm not putting him in my lineup. But I'm putting him on my bench for two reasons. Number one, the talent is there. Number two, as we found out, if Keenan Allen gets dinged, which he is known to do, Mike Williams instantly becomes a wide receiver, too, with upside. So I'm not saying this guy's a start this week, but I'm saying grab him this week off your waivers. I expect that he could do something against Denver. And you know what happens if you don't grab him before he goes off? 
everybody's going to be on this kid. So I want him on my bench, not in my lineup, but he's not a guy who should be sitting off of waivers while people are grabbing Danny Amendola and Rashad Higgins. I mean, this is Mike Williams. He's, he's a talented guy. Make sure he's on the end of your bench for those uh, unexpected matchup plays. And Mike, Mike Williams is playing a majority of the snaps, um, obviously behind Keenan Allen. He's second. So he's playing on the season, 74% of snaps. He played 75 last week, 77 uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, so yeah, I mean, as soon as Herbert, Herbert and him line up, it, he's going to be dangerous. Joe Reed. That's all I got to say. Joe Reed. All right. So <laughs> no, I, I love Mike Williams. I think he's uh, you know, a monster when he's given the opportunity to catch the ball. I mean, the, the catches this guy makes, it's acrobatic, like it's artistic. It, it should be on you know, the, the front of every newspaper every time he makes a catch. So it is what it is. Unfortunately, he doesn't, you know, see the volume that he probably should see. And given the opportunity that he should see, but yeah, you got to keep him rostered. Like this guy still has weeks where he could go off, but he also has weeks where he could completely bust. So it does happen. I can understand dropping him, but JD McKissick is one of the biggest drops on the week so far. And that's nuts to me, right? People saw that JD McKissick had what two snaps, I think, or was it two touches? I think it was two snaps. Yeah, it's two snaps. Yeah. So JD McKissick, like he was held out because of the fact that he has issues with injuries. Like when he has a major workload after major workload after major workload. And he's actually dealt or had a lot of carries over the first few weeks of the season. He wasn't part of the game plan. They didn't want to use him in that way. And so they let the, the young guy, the rookie, right? Hasty take over after Jeff Wilson went out. That's going to happen in certain weeks with McKinnon. However, they're up against the Seahawks this week. And the Seahawks are actually really good up against the running back when it comes to defending the, the center of the field and running backs that kind of like to grind it out, like Carlos Hyde, for example, who is, you know, if he's starting. Did you, have you guys seen the injury report yet? On Seattle? Yeah, so I know that Carlos Hyde had a tight hammy. He could end up being out this week, point being. If right. he's not out, then you're still going to end up you know, seeing, oh, I'm sorry. I popped to the other side of things. I apologize. The Seahawks, you know, <laughs> to Michael Hasty, to Michael Hasty, I apologize. Yeah. So Michael Hasty, you know, is that type of guy, right? And so he's going to end up seeing that grind. He's going to end up seeing the, the up the middle type carries, but Seattle's great at defending that. Meanwhile, they are terrible at defending the pass to the running back position, mm-hmm. which is what McKinnon specializes in. McKinnon's going to fire off this week. And it's crazy that people are dropping. Yeah, so I guess from my side of things, the only thing that I want to bring up against San Francisco is I absolutely love the amount of people that are touting Tevin Coleman, who is back at practice this week. Uh, I, I said on Twitter, people who believe in Tevin Coleman were the same kids growing up that believed in Santa Claus till they were 14 years old, and you couldn't say anything around them because they held out hope for way too long. Um, Col- Coleman's back. I, I could care less. This guy isn't going to do anything this week. He's going to have one game that's going to get you excited, but straight trash there. I do think this hasty week, but I agree that McKinnon's going to get some run. They held him out. I just wish I knew. I don't buy into the whole I'm um, resting him thing. I do think he might be dinged up. I mean, he is coming off of what, a year and a half or two years of injuries. So yeah. I am a little worried about health there. But if McKinnon is playing and healthy, I absolutely think he has a big game this week. I, it's the whole backfield is just a complete avoid to me because they don't know what they're doing back there. They're shuffling up who gets playing time, who gets snaps. And when you look at it, nobody's really dominating snaps. Uh, Jarek McKinnon had 18% of snaps last week. Jeff Wilson obviously had the monster day, 56% of snaps, which isn't even that high, but he had a monster day and now he's on IR. 
Hasty had 23% of snaps. And uh, Kyle Juzik, uh, I think he's in there just for blocking purposes. He had 56% of snaps. He actually tied Jeff Wilson for uh, the amount of times he was in there. So for me, I'm, I'm staying away, especially with Coleman back, even though I agree that Coleman probably not going to be a big factor. I still think it just causes more uh, a shuffle up amongst everybody there. And you just don't know who it's going to be any given week. Well, prior to Raheem Mostert coming back from injury the first time, Jarrett McKinnon had 48 snaps and then 67 snaps. So I don't think that Jarrett McKinnon was in the, you know, in the cards, like for an option in this game. Like, I don't think they ever plan on using them. So they didn't have plays drawn up for him. So why would you run Jarrett McKinnon who has in injury history, you know, up the middle or, or stuff that Jeff Wilson would typically run? Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to throw him in the game into that position when they have Jermichael Hasty who can handle it in, you know, um, in a game where, where they had it in a, under control for the most part. Here, here's McKinnon's snaps, though, the last four weeks. 92% in week four. That's what you want to see. Yep. But then it dropped down to 25% week five, 32% week six, and 18% last week. But that's because Raheem Mostert came back. And then the, the game script for this one, I really, truly believe that's the case. But it is what it is. You want to it's, go it's, still, it's still tricky. Oh. I think it's too muddy, my opinion. Okay. That, that, it makes sense. makes perfect sense. All right, Mike, you want to hop on to the next guy? Yeah, this next one drives me crazy. Michael Gallup. People are jumping off of Michael Gallup like it's the Titanic and it's sinking. A friend of the live stream, Cooter Doodle, started bragging that she dropped Michael Gallup for Sterling Shepard. And I told her, <laughs> please don't watch the live stream tonight because I love you and I don't want to hurt your feelings. Uh, I, I could not be less enthused with that pickup. This week, you have big play slay taking down Amari Cooper. I think CeeDee Lamb and Gallup are going to reap the benefits. You're still trying to get the handle on that offense. But there's no way a guy of Michael Gallup's talent and pedigree should be sitting on your waiver wire. Again, we've talked about these end of the bench scrubs that people are picking up because they got a lucky touchdown here or there and leaving this kind of gold. I don't love the Dallas offense, but I love this kid. He's special. He's a playmaker. I think that right now you're going to see a big game. I'd actually be putting him in my lineup this week. Philly gives up the 12th most points to wide receivers, despite having some very easy matchups. My big hope is that it's Dalton and not Danucci. Dalton is looking at Gallup. That was who he was looking at. He had eyes for him right out of the gate. I think that Gallup has a big game if the Red Rocket is ready to go. Red rifle, excuse me. Now I was thinking of my dog. <laughs> I was so confused for a second. <laughs> All right, what do you think, Nate? What do you got? Uh, well, first, I want, I want to correct something that we said earlier with, uh, in regards to Christian McCaffrey. The, the coaching staff is actually hoping he can play tomorrow. So I have him as out on the injury reports. That's crazy. Yeah, well, I still have him under IR. So, so um, I don't know if, that oh. can, if that's possible, but that is the latest report, is that they're hoping he can play. Yeah, He's so on he, IR right now. He, he is on IR, which means they don't actually have to designate him. So they don't have to list him as questionable or doubtful until they activate him, which does not have to be done until Thursday morning is my understanding. Let's see. So we probably won't know till tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry. What was, the, what was the question again? Michael Gallup. I, I'm, okay. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, guys. <laughs> so I, I automatically love Michael Gallup. Um, Andy Dalton, I thought – he was going to be a lot better than what he has shown. And obviously, you know, the dirty hit that, that looked like his head came off and I don't expect him to be playing this week. So I don't think it's going to be Dalton. And even if it is, I don't know. I think he needs a little bit of time 
as the starter in this offense before he gets all those weapons involved. There are just too many guys, you know, um, CD lamb has taken over, uh, you know, Gallup as far as touches and, and receptions and everything he's taken over in, in that offense. So as much as I love Michael Gallup and everybody else on that offense, I kind of have to sit back and wait and see. I think for me, CD lamb and Zeke Elliott are the only two must starts in that offense. Everybody else is kind of a hold for now. And um, that's unfortunate because they are such a dynamic, uh, scary offensive team um, when they have Dak Prescott in there. And, and that's the reality of it, but also the offensive line is beat up. And now they have the Eagles who have a great defensive line as well, just like Washington did. And we saw mm-hmm. what happened. The reality of the situation was the offensive line just couldn't protect him. You know, it is what it is. So when, you know, looking back at this offseason, I actually made a bold prediction, wrote an article about it, how I thought that the pecking order when it came to the end of the season stats was actually going to be Gallup first. Me too. And then I actually had CeeDee Lamb second and Amari Cooper third because the matchups were so brutal. Like you sit there and you look at Darius Slay, Jalen Ramsey, like they have a tough overall schedule. And hey, Cooper's done. He's out, uh, outproduced what I thought he produced. Now it's going to be in the, you know, it's going to be shit canned. But, you know, when we look back at Danucci, he actually had what completed two for three attempts and then had, you know, 39 yards. So that's, that's okay. He did take three sacks, but uh, honestly, like I got a question for you being a Cowboys fan. Yeah. How? Does Dak Prescott, <laughs> does Dak Prescott, does he have like that Zoolander syndrome where he doesn't know how to look left? <laughs> you know like yeah yeah no i get what you're saying um like, it was crazy watching these games yeah. Dak prescott never never checked the outside up until no, the fourth right. quarter and in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden he's looking at Gallup, and it's like why haven't you been looking at him the entire game this I, guy's too good i can't tell you i think it is uh, it's it is kind of a zoolander uh situation when it comes to him i think his first reads are he's just more comfortable throwing on the right and it's just it's it's unfortunate because when michael gallops as soon as you see anybody lined up on the left you know they're kind of not not even going to be part of this uh part of the play um but yeah i don't i don't know i can't explain that one i, I think that uh he's just more comfortable throwing on the right side i don't know why yeah, it, it's absolutely nuts to me. It, it drives me insane. So before we hop on to our next guy, let's go ahead and answer a couple of these questions. We're not changing segments. We're just going to try and catch up with some of these. So let's go with this one. Darrell Henderson was dropped in my league. Probably the most nervous I've been with a waiver claim so far. I mean, that's, that's an absolute smash, right? You got to pick him up. He's the lead running back over there. And that offense, by the way, runs the second most of any offense in the NFL. He's the lead back. Yeah, I mean, he he is the lead back, but you know they are they're they're kind of towing the San Francisco line where um, you know it's it's kind of almost a he had a few games where he strung together uh, consistently, but it's kind of like pick your poison back there. Um, you know when Cam Akers was healthy, he was looking like the the more dominant back in that in that backfield, and that he should have gotten more carries. So it'll be interesting for me to see. I think Daryl Henderson is definitely someone you want to have on your roster. I'm not sure he's an automatic start for me every week, just because as everyone gets healthy, I think it's going to become a little murky in that backfield. 
No, but the question was, are you going to pick him up? Right. So he's got to be picked up. Yeah. I mean, I would absolutely. It's, it's, it's depth for that position, especially if it's, you know, everything you need to know the situation, right? So if you've got plenty of running backs, I don't know, maybe, maybe you think about it a little more and, and not throw a ton of fab at him. Um, but if he's there available for you right now to get him, and you could, you're dropping trash from him, obviously that's, that's a no brainer. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone's running out. They're putting Devonta Freeman, Wayne Gallman on their rosters. Henderson's seven ticks above those guys. Yeah. I agree. He's not going to be a guaranteed start every week, but absolutely should not be out there. Has to be on a team. Agreed. Oh my God, guys. I figured out this name. Look, what I think it? that he, this guy's name, like he went no to put this out. Way. And he fucked up and sent it too early and it was an autocorrect, right? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, now it does. Yeah. <laughs> so I worry to the people that are listening and not to the live viewers, by the way, but this is amazing yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. So like basically the autocorrect didn't recognize like they're like this this is not real words. These are not yeah. real words. Just so make just it it and then he sent it instead of deleting it. I think we figured it out. Like that's mystery solved. Awesome. Uh, that's great. Oh man. All right. So Lavar Zeke. Tyreek Hill for Aaron Rodgers, James Robinson, Stefan Diggs. A left side, and it's not even close. Lamar, Zeke, and Hill. I got Lamar, Zeke, and Hill as the three best players at each position. Yeah, that's it, an easy one. It's it's not close, and I agree. Um, but I, I love when I hear these trade offers, and it starts off with three giant names like that. And I'm like, my brain goes into overload immediately. I'm like, what what's going on? Is everyone trading their entire team to, to grab somebody else? But there, I don't even think I would only trade three studs if you're getting the best player in return. And that's not happening in this case. No, but so, I do. Well, I actually, so for the remainder of the season, just because of the offensive line purposes and the fact that they still, uh, you know, it's, it's Dallas and they worried about up. Zeke. I'm worried about Zeke. So James Robinson actually had finishing over Zeke as of now for the year. I mean, he's been nothing short of a stud and he continues to produce, although I'm skeptical. I still think he's continuing to produce. So, so I think um, the big problem with Robinson, you got to worry about the quarterback situation. Are they going to go Glennon or Hutton or whatever? And all of a sudden Robinson turns back into a pumpkin. I think without Minshew, that could be a big concern for me. I'm selling Robinson on the news of the quarterback right now. I like it. So, All right. yeah, it was Curtis Patrick from Rotoviz tweeted out something about uh, Zeke Elliott. And I know it's up to this point. Here it is. Okay. So it said, what a surprise you'll learn among running backs, Ezekiel Elliott ranks first in expected fantasy points in PPR, second in fantasy points, second in total opportunity, second in targets, and third in receptions. Wow, that dude, he's like, (laughs) he's balling out, even though I am worried about him going forward, forward. I'm not going to lie, but especially if if their quarterback situation is going to be very murky, I know they're going to stack the box against the Cowboys, but it's still going to be more opportunities for Zeke to to shine. So I I don't know if I'd be fading him completely, but I do understand the logic behind it. Yeah, it it makes sense. It does make sense. But uh, that trade, by the way, is just out the window for me. Yeah. All right, so I got offered DJ Moore for my David Johnson thoughts. I'm taking more and running with it really fast. Yeah, same, same. Yeah, like as great. fast as more has escaped the defenses, you know, on those deep targets so far this year, which is bizarre how they're using it, by the way. Yeah, don't leave the live stream. Do it on your phone, but click accept now and then come back and hang out with us again. <laughs> right, and then thank us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, we'll do one more and then we'll hop on to the rest of these guys. We got Tannehill or Herbert this week. Who we got? Herbert. No, no. Uh, f- let me backtrack because I got this question yesterday in my live stream. 
uh, on the game day. And I answered it like this. I think, I think Herbert um, provides great upside. Um, Tannehill is a much safer floor with upside as well. I love how Tannehill has been playing. Everyone thought that he was going to cool down uh, for how on fire he was last year. He has not cooled down. He's thrown multiple touchdowns in every game, but one. Uh, So for me, I think it it sounds very, I don't know. What what is it called? Situational, I guess. But I I think Herbert is due for a bad game (laughs) because he's looked just unbelievable. Um, you know, since being named the starter. So I, th- I think honestly, I would go Tannehill. If you need a safe bet, if you need some upside, go Herbert. I would do that kind of thing every single Sunday. If you need upside, go this guy. If you need yep. floor, but yeah, if you're streaming quarterbacks, maybe I'm guessing that's what's happening. Cause if he's streaming, then you probably want to go with the safer bet. Then I would go Tannehill. Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing that's what's happening. Maybe he rosters two quarterbacks. Maybe he's in a two quarterback league and has three. Yeah. I, I just think I'm actually going to go. Tannehill regardless Broncos are 14th against opposing quarterbacks you're talking about a Titans and um, Chargers game that realistically is just going to be a flat out shootout at this point sorry not uh, Chargers my goodness I'm slipping on my words Bengals Titans Bengals game is going to be an absolute shootout. you have two horrible pass defenses both in the high 20s and points against I think Tannehill and the kid are going to go gun show and start airing it out. So I think actually Tannehill has both floor and ceiling in this matchup. He's an easy choice for me based on the the matchups of this week. For the season, I love Herbert. I love the kid, but this week I'm going Tanny. I'm, I'm a little bit more hesitant than you guys are when it comes to this. Let's see. Let's see. The, the Bengals are 19th up against the running back so far this year. So, yeah, I, I think that Derrick Henry could be just a pound-the-ball type performance. And it could actually be a slower pace of play as well. I'm kind of leaning towards Herbert. I, I don't know. I think it's going to, I think it's got a potential to be a shootout and, and, and in, in the way where it's not high scoring, but I think there's going to be a lot of quarterback throwing in this because um, Burrow's just been, he's, I mean, we, we want to talk about, you know, young rookie quarterbacks that are killing it. Burrow's just been amazing. And uh, you know, if he's going to, uh, continue doing what he's been doing. I think that Tannehill is going to have to throw the ball. I mean, I would love to see Derrick Henry get going, um, but if even if that happens, it still benefits Ryan Tannehill when that happens because it opens things up for him. And Corey Davis is back, and he utilized him immediately last week. So I'm really loving how this offense is coming together, even though they've been together, <laughs> but but they have been without Corey Davis. But now he's back, and him, AJ Brown. God, Johnu Smith, even if he's blocking, whatever, man. I mean, he, he's going to eventually yeah, get back to catching to. passes. They and, traded him away, by the way, uh, Dunlap. They traded away Dunlap. So that's wow, a big-time so, pass rusher. Yep, yep. So, I mean, I don't know. Tannehill for me. It makes sense. I'm not in disagreement. I think both of them could finish top 12 very, very easily. And I think you're, you're talking about, you know, pennies on the dollar, essentially, when it yeah. comes to the production difference. Agreed. All right, so let's go ahead and hop off of our comments. Let's go ahead and hop into the rest of this segment. Yep, so I think we want to just burn through the end here so we can start getting those smash plays. So the last one that I want to go into detail on is Traquan Smith. Everybody dropped him because of Marquez Callaway's huge game. What was overshadowed was an underreported ankle injury that Callaway left the game with. I haven't seen that overly publicized. I did dig in a little bit. 
without Michael Thomas in the game, Traquan Smith's been getting the looks. He's coming off of just two weeks removed from a two-touchdown game where he was your waiver darling. I don't know why we're dropping him because of one week. If it's just going to be him and Deontay Harris and Jared Cook, I like Traquan Smith to get a lot of looks this week. I think you got to get him back on your roster. I think you're, you know, someone else's trash going to be your treasure here. Should have never been dropped to begin with. Callaway, once the ankle injury showed up, he was a guy I'm fading and bringing back in Traquan Smith as the guy you want to own in New Orleans with no sign of Michael Thomas coming back, more likely to be traded than playing this week. Ooh, traded. Fire. Whoa, hold up. <laughs> wow. I said and what he, I said. Did you just finish your beer too? When you... <laughs> Almost there. So if we oh want my to get God, some... <laughs> that would have been awesome if you just said he's more likely to be traded than playing this year and he just sucked <laughs> it down. Wow. I, well, I, had, I had something to say, but that just... <laughs> That was amazing. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I love Trey Quan Smith. Uh, he's just, he's, he's one of those guys where he looked dominant a few weeks back when they had a primetime game. And he looked like a man amongst boys in that game every time he was on the field and after, you know, yards after the catch. But this offense, man, I don't know. Drew Brees. It's just a lot of meh for me now. Like, I don't know. It's just, I'm so over it. Like, Drew Brees is not who he was. It's sad to see. Um, and if he needs Michael Thomas to be Drew Brees, that's that's also sad because he's got a lot of talented uh, wide receivers uh, outside of Michael Thomas, and he's just not making things happen. Traquan Smith is the guy to own behind Michael Thomas. I agree with you there. But I just don't think there's there's not much there for me to really want to latch myself onto Traquan or anybody else besides uh, Michael Thomas, I guess. Well, guys, wow. I've been sitting here this entire time, this entire time without being on my, my actual. Your voice just went, what happened without being on your actual what? Well, whatever you want is muted now. Yeah. Now you're mute. Now you, now you're just muted. No, you're still, you're gone now. Yeah, your your voice is gone. <laughs> All right. So as we finish up this segment you here. You can figure out the technical, technical difficulties, and I, I, will, I will wave to you when we can hear you again. Yeah, Chase, give us a thumbs up if you want to talk about Traquan Smith. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So to finish out the segment here, Nate, what we wanted to do is give people those injury returns the folks that people gave up on that you should be checking your waiver for right now the four names i have and feel free to elaborate on any of them i'm going to burn through the four and we can talk through them sounds good jalen rager alan lazard michael pittman and dallas goddard you have any kind of strong feelings about any of those four all four have been cleared to practice this week all four were drafted and all four may have hit your waiver wire because of long-term injuries i think for me it's just alan lazard um, <laughs> Rager, I, I really love the guy, I, you know, but as a young talent, um, in a struggling offense, let's, let's, let's be real with it because that, that NFC East is just terrible and the Eagles, you know, they might be in first place, but what, what's their record two, four and one, two, or four and one. Yeah. I think the that, tie I mean, is what put them in that's first. That's just so disgusting. <laughs> I mean, so they are not, um, appealing to me. Um, Fulgham has been so unbelievable for Wentz that I don't see him, you know, going away from that. And he hasn't, even when Deshaun Jackson was back last year, I think Fulgham or last week, Fulgham has still had 73 yards or something. So Rager, uh, he's not kind of, he's not on my, unless you're desperate at the position, 
for me, it's Alan Lazard because Alan Lazard was the only one who stepped up when Devontae Adams was out and he was heavily targeted. He became Devontae Adams, essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think that Aaron Rodgers is just waiting for him to get back. And as soon as he's back, I think he's he immediately becomes that second look for Aaron Rodgers. So for me, it's Alan Lazard of those uh, guys you mentioned. Interesting. So my guy actually is uh, Goddard out of all of them, just because the position's just been such a wasteland. Uh, Ertz yep. is, I think Ertz is just done in general. I mean, his age, the injury is going to be coming back on. Again, when you talk about Ertz, when you talk about Mostert, when you talk about these guys with high ankle sprains, look at what it did to Kamara and Saquon Barkley, right? Yeah. It's a full year coming back from that. So I think Godert's going to be the recipient of a lot of those Wentz dump-offs. Let's face it, they can't protect the guy worth the damn. So you're going to see a lot of those dump-offs. Uh, I agree with you. Rager is way too hit or miss. But with Lazard, and maybe it's history for me, Yeah, I've been waiting for that second option in Green Bay for 10 years. <laughs> for you know somebody you can plug and play since probably Jermichael Finley, right? I'm trying to think of who would be your other second option. In Green Bay that you were talking about, I mean, you had, uh, you know, Jordy Nelson combo, uh, you know, back in the day when he was the second option, then he became the first when he right. was with Robert Brooks. Right. But we're yep. talking yep. 10 years ago now. Yeah. And I've gone through the Scandlings. I've gone through Lazard's. We've gone through him trying to take it back. I mean, there's so many people I can't even remember anymore. Right. Um, it was Randall Cobb being the only guy for a while, then Devontae Adams. So my big fear with Lazard is, do you ever as much as I like having him on my roster for those boom games, do you ever really feel great about having him on your no, starting I, lineup? Not when Devontae Adams is on the field. I think, you know, it's very similar to a Drew Brees offense situation where if Michael Thomas is on the field, you don't want anybody else. You don't want that second wide receiver. You know, that's just how Aaron Rodgers is. And, it, you know, it's also because, you know, Devontae Adams, one of the best wide receivers in the league. So, you know, it's one of those things that he demands targets and that's just the, the natural effect. So I do, I do, if, if Goddard comes back and he's healthy, I, I agree with you because I know Philadelphia, they love targeting the tight end. I mean, freaking Rich, Richard, Richard Rogers last week had eight targets, Yep. <clears throat> you know, six receptions, 85 yards. So, <laughs> I mean, throw anybody in a tight end. I think, I think they're going to get looks. So yeah, I guess, I guess I'm with you on that. I just like Lazard for his upside, but I'm with you yep. on the whole not loving playing him uh weekend, wake up. Mike, Mike is what I was trying to say. Oh, you are, you are on. Yep. Now we can hear you clear as day. You sound beautiful. Is this way better than the intro? Like, no, actually, I mean, I think it does sound a little clear, but whatever other Mike you were using was, was fine too. It was my computer one. Like it was just my computer. Wow. Well, I mean, you you have a good computer one. Honestly, I would have said something to you before we went live. If it wasn't good, I would have been like, "Hey, what's up with your mic?" But no, I think you sounded fine this whole time. Well, thank you for complimenting my voice of an angel. <laughs> but no, uh, I I moved everything around for the people that weren't you know part of the intro, and I moved my bar and everything which I normally do my my podcast from. I moved everything back over here. I have two tables stacked on top of each other, which is why I'm standing. And I forgot to plug in my whole setup. So I've been going through my computer this whole time. Uh, I, I hate when that happens. I had a really bad computer, actually, um, just like six months ago. And anytime I was on any show, whatever, um, I, I had to make sure my Yeti was plugged in. But there was a couple of times where it wasn't. And I just sounded like a robot. And I've, I've earned the robot Nate voice because of that. So 
<laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing. So, all right, let's go ahead and hop into a few of these questions. Knock these guys out, and we'll hop into our next segment. Mike, what's our next segment, by the way? Next segment is our Smash Flex plays for the week. All right. And by the way, uh, we actually have FF Confidential. They're, we're going to be postponing that one, so we don't have a, a time limit. Although, you know, I'm not trying to go like three hours or two hours or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, it, it, if it runs a little bit over an hour, it's cool. Yeah, cool. All right. Is if that's cool with you, Nate, by the way, it is cool with me. I have to watch it too with my wife tonight. So, you, there, so six no. hours long. Oh, no, yeah, no. It's, it's like it's like a three hour movie, I think. So, oh, really, no, there's man, that. I can't, yeah. I can't do clowns, man. I cannot do clowns. I wouldn't sleep for <laughs> really? a month. Oh, yeah, yeah we, scared shit oh. of clowns and hillbillies. Those are my two fears. Oh, there that's you go. I mean, it, I'm, I'm gonna be watching that when, when I leave here. So, all right, is Faker G? I still don't know who's Faker G, the Baker, I guess. Or Jimmy G? I don't know. I don't know. He asked a question last week, and we just went with whoever was the other option. But we need to know, Grant, who was Faker G? Should he keep rolling with Stafford? We're going to talk about Stafford here in a little bit, so I don't want to get too much of a spoiler here. Um, hmm. But yeah, Foles is definitely a drop. Yeah, no. Big Dick Foles is a drop. Uh, he always was. He was never a pickup for me. Yeah, he's already dropped. Right, exactly. I mean, he's. Uh, I think. I think their their offense was exposed, and that's one thing that worried me about Allen Robinson coming into this season. As much as I love him as a wide receiver, I just didn't. I was not comfortable with either one of his quarterback situations uh, heading into the season. So I, I don't like know who Faker G. Though. I don't know who Faker G is, but I. I yeah, keep rolling with Stafford since I. I don't like any of the other names I see in Jeez. this. We are going to talk about Stafford in a little bit, so I don't want to dive too much into Stafford. I'll I'll be a little bold and go Faker G because I saw Stafford's matchup going against the Colts. Um, (laughs) So if it's Jimmy G, if it's Baker Mayfield, uh, I'm not sure which one of those two it's going to be. I'm probably going to. You want to go bold? I I think Stafford's going to be traded this week. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Finish the beer, Nate. Finish the beer. (laughs) Yeah, click that shit. Wait, wait, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> All right, full point PPR. Keep Tyreek Hill or trade him and a B for D Hop. Ooh, that's a good question. I think I'd rather take the depth with Tyreek Hill. I mean, I'm sorry. Wait, it, it's it's yeah, either I, keep Hill or trade him and AB. and Brown for D Hop. So it's, it's keep. For... Yeah, it's keep AB. I'm guessing not Antonio Brown, right? AJ Brown. No, I think it's AB. No, I think it's Antonio, Antonio Brown. Yeah, AJ Brown would be crazy. It's got to be Antonio. Yeah, right? I mean, I would. He would add the J. I would assume. So AB. Yeah, you're right. So I would definitely go D Hop here. I mean, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins is my favorite wide receiver of all time. Yeah, I'm. So, I'm in, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, well, I think yeah. Tyreek Hill is such a like he just needs one play to be relevant in fantasy. But there are oftentimes he doesn't get that play, and and he is kind of a, a boomer bust. Um, and and AB. He's going to be a meh kind of player. He's going to have his games, but you know what you're getting from DeAndre Hopkins every week. I wrote an article where it was um, Tyreek Hill and, and how volatility when you draft in the first two or three rounds doesn't make any sense to me. Over the past like, seasons that Tyreek Hill has played, he's only produced as a double digits or wide receiver one in 50% of those games. Yep. So to draft him as high as he was going, which was like top five for the wide receiver position this year, was absolutely nuts to me. I would definitely make that trade. All right, we're gonna do we're gonna do one more question, and then we'll hop into this next segment, and then we'll start alternating questions with uh, with uh, our topics. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so Tannen Hill or Herbert? We covered this one. We, co- we got that. Oh, we wait, got that. Uh, okay, cool. If Mixon is a no-go, who's the play in points per reception? Michael P. Ryan, Justin Jackson, or Joshua Kelly? Wait, yeah. The Chargers have the Tennessee Titans this week, right? Yeah. Yep. yep. No, the Chargers have or the, the Broncos. Bengals. Oh, yeah, Broncos. yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. <laughs> this is the second time we've done that. The, ch- the, char- the Chargers have the Broncos. All right. And the Jags have, let me see here. Didn't do any research on the Jags this week. <laughs> I the just want to ask. The Jags are, the Jets. The, the, I want to. I want to ask Sports and Digs who else he has because I'm not liking yeah. any of those options. To be honest with you, no, me neither. That's All that's. Right. Uh, he's in trouble already, though. If he's relying on Mixon anyway to be, uh, like his guy, you know. I mean, and 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 if he's without Mixon, he's looking at bottom. I mean, if this can be a flex play, I would look at a wide receiver. That's my, that's my answer. Yeah, I agree. And Bob just told me Jags are on a bye. I was looking yeah. for maybe some Hail Mary throw we could get to chuck in the game. Uh, because Bob's this a good is, dude. Yeah, this is not great. So thanks, Bob. I was looking for maybe that waiver wire darling we could pick because I don't want to pick any of these three. Um, not great matchups, not great players. Uh, P. Ryan, I guess, just for volume alone. Uh, a little bit of guaranteed volume there. But Wait, I, Why were we talking about Jags? I was looking for a Hail Mary no, waiver but wire. Joshua Kelly's Chargers. Justin Jackson. I know. I was looking to see if someone was playing the Jags. Oh, the Texans, oh sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, I was. I was looking for option four, like Nate was. I was like, find me somebody else, please, because <laughs> I don't want to say one of these three names. I'm going to pick yeah. Michael P. Ryan. Uh, he's up against the Chiefs. Chiefs aren't good up against the running back. It's the only option that I got. Mm-hmm. Plant yeah. your flag. You got it. It's not a flag. Yeah. I'm not planting that flag. Can, I am can, not. Can, can, can we flag. put that out on Twitter that Chase loves Michael P. Ryan this week? Uh, yeah, Chase, on it. Chase says Michael P. Ryan is the goat. Yep. He, he, he said he would trade P. Ryan for Mixon straight up, is what I heard. <laughs> Move Mixon, get P. Ryan, is what I heard. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Let's bring us into the next segment. Oh, damn I it. love it. Go, All go, right. go. So next segment, we're looking at those iffy plays, those flex plays with good matchups week eight. I'm going to come right out of the gate with a name that maybe you don't consider to be a flex play, but man, has he been struggling. That is Kareem Hunt. He has not topped 76 yards since Chubb went down with an injury. He has zero rushing touchdowns in the last three weeks, but he has gotten a gift of a slump buster. We all love slump busters, and that's what the Las Vegas Raiders are. They have given up a rushing touchdown every single week but one and then half of their games they've given up two rushing touchdowns i think that hunt is a smash play this week to break his slump i'm going for at least 120 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown out of what has been a disappointing backup for nick chubb and what hunt has showed you number one is that nick chubb is one hell of a running back because he hasn't found anything to go on but number two Hunt is a nice compliment back. He's not the RB1 you were hoping to get, but for this week and this week alone, I think he pulls out as a running back one. I love Kareem Hunt, man. He's one of my favorite um, guys. And I, and I said this last year, if, Ch- if Chubb was to go down, that Kareem Hunt is a top five option for me. And, and you know, unfortunately, I forgot that he's on the freaking Cleveland Browns, and, and that's just a curse. Uh, however, you know, OBJ's out, and that just means other players need to step up, and I think Kareem Hunt is that guy because he's involved in the pass game heavily. He's got seven touchdowns with the Cleveland Browns this year. Uh, only three of those are actually rushing. So uh, for me, I think Kareem Hunt is a smash you have to play every week. I don't care about rushing yards 
so much with him because he gets the receptions, especially in, you know, PPR leagues, he gets the receptions and he gets the receiving touchdowns. So for me, I, I really love Kareem Hunt every week. And it's not he hasn't overwhelmed us with, you know, wow, he hasn't had a hundred plus game on the ground. For me, it's it's kind of like a so what? He's he's his game is receiving, at least in this offense, it's receiving first because they're usually playing from behind. And then it's complemented with some some rushing yards as well. So I think Kareem Hunt is just the every week start for me. So once again, dating back to some of the research that I did, this is actually last year. So I used to, I don't know how you guys like, you know, keep your notes or whatever, but last year I kept all my notes by, you know, handwriting stuff. So I had Smart. like 50 notebooks at my house. I didn't, I didn't, dude, I didn't even own a laptop till I started this last year. So, you know, computers were all new to me. I no, didn't hey, even know what garage I'm saying was. it's smart for real. Well, I actually just threw them away. Like, so I moved all my stuff around, right? And so I had like 50 notebooks and I literally just filled up my entire trash can. I'm not even kidding you. It's filled up over the brim right now with notebooks. Um, just because I, like, I wasn't organized with them. I never had records of where to go for certain things. I would write front and back pages, but I would just pick a random page. <laughs> I would just pick a random page and start on a random page. So it was stupid. Anyways, uh, I did some research on it and it was like outside of the direct replacement for that player, the top benefactor of a wide receiver one actually coming out of the game or wide receiver two coming out like from an injury was the running back. The running back actually garnered the most amount of targets outside of the direct replacement uh, when it came to the percentage that they had prior to the injury to the percentage that they had after. So running backs always benefit. Cream Hunt is big. And I got a question to ask you guys real quick, just real sure. quick. What do you guys... Would you guys actually take a late first round pick for Dynasty, right? Late first round pick and a late second round pick for Kareem Hunt right now, because I just got offered that yesterday. I would not trade Kareem Two Hunt QBs, in Dynasty. No, I would not trade Kareem Hunt in Dynasty. And I've been actually, I've been trying to get Kareem Hunt in Dynasty, but freaking Ben Cummings won't give him to me. <laughs> um, sorry, Ben. Love you, bud. But uh, you suck. Uh, anyways, uh, God, so was Kareem it ben Hunt, Cummings, Ben Cummings might have actually just knocked me out of the SFBX because I didn't start Jeff Wilson. I oh, last well, minute tilted. So, so we both hate Ben right now. I, I went. Out, I had played Nikhil Harry last minute. Like I switched him out just last minute. I was like, oh yeah, I, I'm not trading Kareem Hunt. He's super young, man. I think what 26 years old. I don't know. I, he's, he's like freaking young. And uh, you know, what was it? He played 11 games. Uh, with the Chiefs, and he had like set 14 touchdowns, seven rushing, seven receiving in 11 games. And he was just, he deserves to be a starting running back. He's unfortunately stuck in this situation behind Nick Chubb. But really, when they're both on the field, he's just as affected as effective for fantasy purposes as Nick Chubb is. So for me, I'm not trading Kareem Hunt. Um, so this is this is what you've been waiting for is Nick Chubb to be out of the picture. And I think his big games are are coming, especially with OBJ out. All right, Nate, you got your beer? I do. Nick Chubb won't be on the Browns next year. So absolutely not trading. <laughs> he just re-signed a contract. 
Nick Chubb did not. Kareem Hunt did, which makes oh, Nick oh, Chubb, Chubb expendable. Oh, oh shit! I just correct. Kareem, yeah. it's Kareem Hunt all over the place. Signed it's a like two-year. He yep. signed a two-year with the Browns. Yeah. So grab your beer because you're going to be celebrating. Kareem Hunt will be the feature back of the Cleveland Browns next year. You better give me a top five pick plus for Kareem Hunter. I'm not even. I, I don't. I don't think I would not even trade him for a, the 101. And I'm I'm just a, such a I'm a I'm a weird dynasty player where I play dynasty with a redraft mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd rather have the proven player. I know what cream hunt is. If I get the one one next year in my rookie draft, woo, I mean, yeah, I might get somebody that's amazing or I might get somebody that I was kind of like, eh, I wish I didn't spend that one one for him. So remember Corey Davis guys. Yep. Okay. That, that's how I play. Literally haven't <laughs> taken a first round pick in like 10 years. I'm like, Hey, you got Aaron Jones. Here's one one. Uh, I'm the opposite, this. man. I, I like to build my things and no. then just, win for like three years in a row and then just tear him down and completely rebuild again. I, Guys, I've done I had, it multiple times. I, I had a fourth round pick was my first pick of my last rookie draft. Chase Claypool. Thank you. Thank you very much. How'd you get Chase Claypool in the fourth round? What kind of league are you in? I'm in a very good league, actually. There's a bunch of writers that we used to write for They're the fantasy football. They're 10 artist. years old and with crayons, I'm sure. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow, you just insulted. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get canceled. I'm going to get canceled. You are now banned from the fo- fantasy football community. I didn't say it, guys. And I'm, I'm, uh, hammered, I'm just so. hop on Facebook, man. Facebook, they, they love to hate me. So I always get talk there. You know, I always get some sort of. All right. So thoughts on Casey Tim coming up in the show? Or did we already? Um, I, we already hit on Hasty a little earlier. Uh, you were talking about running up the middle, tough defense to run up the middle on. Uh, yeah. Going to get the touches, but I wouldn't expect much more than uh, RB three. By the time he's actually good to go, uh, I believe that Raheem Mostert should be back. If I remember correctly, this was some did yesterday, and I don't so, even remember what I had for breakfast. So yeah, so Mostert's on a four week timeline. But like we were talking about while you were fiddling with your microphone, I mean, high ankle sprain for a running back. I just don't expect Mostert to be able. He's a one-cut guy with no ankle. I wouldn't even consider him an option for the rest of the year. I'm a little disappointed that Michael Myers hasn't had anything to say this entire time. Michael, what you got to say, bro? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I I brought him along. I'm sorry, guys. He's been a complete dud. I think he's just (laughs) contemplating which team Michael Thomas is getting traded to. I can see it in his eyes. (laughs) It's all right. It's all right. I got Charlie Brown back here with it anyway, so it's cool. Oh, did I show you the chase? By the way, I wore this for you. I got my, uh, I got a Oh, nice. I got a rock. I love it. Halloween special. Uh, That's that's all we got for you guys. Sorry. We're not that fast. So, wait, wait. Let's go ahead and answer this just in case they didn't hear it, right? Is Hasty a pickup for you guys because i don't like hasty being a pickup to be honest with you no hail mary flex play not much Correct. there yeah if you're completely desperate you have nobody um yeah maybe for that other guy who uh listed uh <laughs> perry Paxton, or kelly <laughs> maybe you should look at hasty if he's available trade him to the p ryan guy you'll be fine <laughs> yes yes <laughs> all right um so gronk or tanya in rest of year this is gronk. tough but i'm gonna go gronk gronk uh, because Alan Lazard's going to come back and Tanyan's not going to, um, I mean, it's surprising that Aaron Rodgers even targeting the tight end position. He so excited ever. Yeah. So now that he is doing it, everyone's like, yeah, I get Tanyan, but now Gronk is look, he's starting to find his groove finally. And, you know, I knew that was going to take some time. He's on a new team. First of all, he, he does have the same quarterback thrown to him, but he took a whole year off. So 
Um, I think I think he's getting the target share now. Um, in, in, yeah, he was a blocking tight end when OJ Howard yeah. was in there. OJ Howard right. is the big slot guy. So Meanwhile, Howard's out. Godwin's going to be out week eight. So mm-hmm. Howard's out for the rest of the season. He's he's out on IR. I think it's it's Gronk and it's not close for me. Yeah, I, I mean, I want to say Tanya, and I wanted to be happy for Tanya, and I want it to be a yeah. good story. Yeah. And now I'm wondering if he's even rosterable. <laughs> yes, I think that's what's going to end up happening. Yeah. All right, one more, and then we'll hop on to the next guy. Because we got two. Oh my God! This is the this is the most live the questions have ever been. Love by it. the way, sorry. Like we've had, we've had a lot more chat like chatter stuff where people are talking shit to each other. Right. But I've never seen like the, this many questions before. So questions we might have to do like quick answers for the questions going forward. Let's do and a then, freaking, let's do a quick round of questions. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't want to take over the show. You guys. You know. I mean, we can. No. But no, we'll we start out with where's where's Chubb going. Oh, Where's from my going? from my prediction of this trade, uh, <laughs> yes. Pittsburgh Steelers and San Francisco 49ers. Oh my God, man, he's on a rookie contract. That ain't gonna happen. Get out of here. You say Matthew, that, but Matthew you'll Stafford's see. going to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Beer's gone. Let's have some fun. Oh my God! All right, so off the rails. Where were we? Where we were I on, scroll we were so on, far back up? Oh my yeah, God! Yeah, so we're we're on our flex plays. The one that we led off with was Kareem Hunt. You were about to talk about Daryl Henderson, and we touched upon earlier. But you want to give some quick takes there? Yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and like fire off on some of these questions. Sorry, I found it. All right, thoughts on AJ Green this week? I love him. Next question. No, I'm just kidding. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good though. We should do that. We should. I, I like mean. It. I would say yes. It depends on who your other options are. So I, I kind of hate these in a vacuum. I, I, I hate strong work. It is what it is. But it is thoughts. It's not even like, it's not even thoughts. I mean, it's not even, you know, yeah. should I start but, this guy or this guy? It's it's thoughts. I like AJ yeah. Green. I can see him having 12, like 14 him. fantasy points this week. Yeah, Third best it, option on his team. Uh, if you're desperate, it, fine. But I'm not loving him. Probably ends up getting hurt in the first quarter. Go ahead. If, there, if there's a gif, an, an Ace Ventura gif, where he's got all the beast things on, he's like, <laughs> I think that's my response to that question. <laughs> all right, I got offered David Johnson for Robbie Anderson. Thoughts? Nope. Robbie Anderson. Yeah. I mean, Robbie, it's not even close, man. Nope. nope. All right. I have two questions. With Godwin out, my choices are Claypool and Lamb or Higgins? Higgins. One, Higgins. That's one question. Higgins, Higgins, Higgins. Yeah, yep. Higgins. Second there question. I have Dave Montgomery in my flex for now. Do I keep that yes. as it is or put in one of those what? wide receivers in the flex spot? So it would be Lamb if you're going to put oh, it in. Oh, this is Judd. I'm going to go Monty. Judd's awesome. I'd love Judd. Hey, Judd. I'm going to stick with Monty. The only option was Lamb, but I'm going to keep Monty. Guaranteed touches. Monty and Higgins. Yeah. We're good. Ugh, that's so gross. Same guy, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's gross. All right, one more, and then we'll end up. We'll end up hopping over to our our next segment. Okay, or our next guy. Guy wants T. Higgins, Gaskin, and Baltimore defense for Demonte Adams. Oh yeah. It's a ten team redraft. Yeah, in ten team like leagues, you always take the best player. Best right? player, Devontae Adams. Yeah. I mean, question. what? Yeah. <laughs> you have to throw in a defense to get Devontae Adams. I mean, <laughs> throw okay, two defenses. sure. No problem. <laughs> you got it. You can take him all day. You can take the yeah. freaking Baltimore defense. Take Baltimore. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. I'll take Devontae Adams. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to make this one quick for, for my next guy, right? We are on the Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Yep. Daryl Henderson versus Miami. He's a fire, you know, fire start for me. We have Tua, right? Who's coming in as a rookie play. And it could get out of hand really early. I mean, that that Los Angeles Rams defense is so good. It's so good. It's ridiculous. Either way, I think that Drell Henderson is going to be super involved this week. 
And Miami isn't good up against the run. I brought up earlier how Rams run at the second most in the league. So yeah, if you have them, you have to play him. You're going to play him over Hasty. You're going to play him over Monty. You're going to play him over Gaskin. Like he's a lock play for me this this upcoming week. So yeah, and, and keep in mind, by the way, guys. Like I think that Miami actually did this on purpose, so that way they could bench Tua and said, "Hey, we gave him a chance." You know, so later in the season, if Fitzpatrick ends up having like a bad loss, they could be like, "No, like we can't go back to Tua. We tried. It didn't work. We have to stick with Fitzpatrick. He's going to bring us to a Super Bowl." Hold on. You, you, you were giving me shit about Chubb getting traded and you have a whole Fitzpatrick conspiracy theory you're throwing at people. It, it is what it is. It uh, is what um, it is. It, right. It's happening. It's happening. It's not, but I, I appreciate the effort. I just want to remind our listeners because you, we want to be transparent. The last time that you called Daryl Henderson a smash play was the Giants game, and it was an absolute bomb. So just play him at your own risk. Uh, this we would did. be the second. Uh, no, I'm just trying to help <laughs> our fans get the best information possible. <laughs> I'm going to that's good now dude. because of that's you. Whiskey? Oh, yeah. Bourbon, that's actually. My, that, that's my favorite. Oh, man, I might actually do something real quick. So let's go ahead and hop on your, your next guy, um, Mike, and then I'm actually going to do something. I'll be right back. All right. So my, my next guy is the best rookie wide receiver in this class, possibly of the past 10 years. It is Mr. T. Higgins, who gets a soft as Charmin Titans <laughs> pass defense. So this guy is oh. coming off his lowest target share since he became a starter, which was five targets. And Nate, you know what he did with those five targets? Caught them all. He caught every single one of them for 71 yards and a touchdown. The man is an absolute beast. He does what he does because he's a stud. The Titans defense will have no answer for this man. He is going to go off and get our man Chase just that much closer to a Big Mac smoothie at the end of the year. Oh, my God. You guys have to at me when that happens because I really have to watch that. Is it? Are you going to do that live, by the way? Jeez. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, wait, he, and he will be the one doing me? it. He's going to be doing it live. <laughs> so Nate, we have, we'll pension in for our week eighteen guest, which isn't really a thing. So we'll be doing Super Bowl preview with a uh, Big Mac smoothie. If you want to be the guest that week, you're more that would be freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, let's we, let's lock that in. Got it done. Absolutely. Permanent marker me in. Sharpie me in. Love it. Probably. All right. So I had this. I literally just picked it up. Just opened it. If you guys can see that. Yeah, I can it's, see that. Yeah. Sazerac Rye. I don't know if you've had it or not. I have actually. It's my third favorite rye or fourth favorite rye, actually. Um, anyways, it's very hard to get in Virginia. Very tough to get because we're a lottery state. So I was going to save it for a special occasion, but you're coming on. So you're a special occasion. That is a special occasion. Well, I've also got like, my goodness. I've got Buffalo Trace. I've got the Stag Jr. over there. I've got Eagle Rare. Yeah, yes, I, I love Eagle Rare. I want to go get my bottle of High West and party with you now. I've been drinking beer like a fool. I didn't know it was a bourbon party. I am. I'm freaking the guys. This is ironic. You got to have a double for me because I am officially out of bourbon. <laughs> it's this has oh, not no. happened. Oh, beautiful! This has not happened in the last probably I don't know seven years. Uh, yeah, I got to go shopping. Oh damn! Yeah, I just picked up High West, High West, High West Rye, and of course Woodford for my mixers. I mean, that, nothing smoother on a mix than Woodford. You're not going to drink it straight up, but uh, the High West has been my go-to lately. That's just been my jam. T- typically, I don't like to go like mainstream with things, but yeah. honestly, Knob Creek, 
100 proof knock oh, creek you God, can't go creek i mean that i do that with literally everything i make my old fashions with that and i have some yep. luxardo cherries that was sent to Luxardos. me by, yeah oh, luxardo cherries sent to me actually a two-pack was sent to me by uh one of my good friends um uh that that follow me on twitter and uh it was it was it's it's been amazing. It's been a good run. And, and unfortunately I'm completely out of bourbon. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the beer. I had a vanilla, uh, something shot before, uh, this all started, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty down that I'm out of bourbon right now. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm getting really sad talking yeah. about it. Oh man. I, I love making my Manhattan's with, uh, ruined with, a- <laughs> have you ever had a black Manhattan? I have not. No. no. With, uh, Averna. It's with Inverna instead of, uh, instead of, uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a brain fart right now. Um, wow, that's terrible of me. Well, Inverna is the, is the is what you use in it. Yeah, so it's uh, two ounces of of any kind of rye whiskey, and then you Got do it. ounce of Inverna, and then two dashes of bitters. So oh, that's God. I don't know if you guys know the reason behind a Manhattan, why the name is there. No, no. Nope. Oh, it's vermouth, by the way. I just literally. Just vermouth came. there it is yeah. that's all right guys i, 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 I actually I literally I'm, I'm I, I, read a, I read a bar that we had 472 different liquors and i just blanked out on vermouth i'm an idiot <laughs> all right so anyways uh no so it, the reason why manhattan's called manhattan is because it's two ounces of liquor one ounce of of uh vermouth and then vermouth. two dashes of bitters so two on two mm-hmm. is manhattan area code two oh. one two manhattan look at that, that. is interesting See, a lot of people love manhattan's it's old-fashioned Every mm-hmm. time for me, like literally every time. I love the process. I peel an orange peel. Uh, I throw it in there. Uh, I, I actually use like raw sugar. I, I do do three oh, that's, pinches. That's uh, the real stuff. You yeah. muddle it? Raw sugar. And uh, then I, I douse it with, um, I think, six or seven splashes of bitters. And then I obviously whoa. mull it. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. Six or seven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn. Damn. And, then, and then I just go poor happy with my with my knob creek and then there's my old-fashioned man it's free. and then i gotta add the uh luxardo cherry and if i'm feeling yeah. dangerous i'll go three oh god you got a sweet tooth <laughs> dude yeah, i have so a bar ready you behind try, the whole good you gotta try demerara sugar by the way okay we gotta have a conversation we'll, off we'll, air yeah, we're, going off. Off. we're losing people we're losing yeah. people oh my god football. we'll get back right. to football so let's i don't go ahead think we're losing people football. though i think we're gaining a new audience yeah that could be it yeah all right, so you want to go Fulgham on this one, Chase? Uh, we just covered I... oh. Wait, what? Oh, no, uh, we got to answer some of these okay, questions. We got to hammer through them because we got people waiting. These questions yeah. were, were way earlier in the show. All right, Hopkins on a buy. So I need to fill AJ Green, Darius Slayton, roll the dice on Scotty Miller. I actually like Scotty Miller a lot this Me too. week. Me too. Miller. Yep, um, Miller. But I like AJ Green as well. So it, it's I'm between those two, but I'm going to lean Miller for the upside. AJ Godwin's Green for the floor. Out, so go Miller. Yep. Yeah. Uh, other wide receivers are Godwin. Godwin. Blah, blah, blah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Higgins. Yep. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, Robbie Anderson. Anderson on Robbie Anderson. I yeah. was trying to find <laughs> Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Smash Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wait. All right. So not this week, but down the road. By the way, guys, I have a podcast. People can't read all these, so I still have to read the questions before oh, we start yelling what they are. We get oh, excited. Sorry. All right. <laughs> not this week, but down the road for the flex PPR matchup. The pendant with someone like James Robinson, Miles Sanders, Chase Edmonds at the RB, or someone like Justin Jefferson or AB at the wide receiver. So in other words, they're looking for you know flex. I, I like Justin Jefferson a lot, you know, down the road. But Miles Sanders is by far and away the answer yeah, there, right? Yeah. 
Yep, yeah, Miles Sanders. I'm I'm lower on Miles Sanders than consensus, but he, he's still the guy for me of the everybody mentioned in this. He was my running back 16 and heading into the season, which I was I was crucified for. Uh, but you know, obviously, I think injuries are going to play a role in wherever he ends up. But Miles right. Sanders, when he's in, he's fire. Last yeah. question before the we end up going into, of course, the. Uh, uh, the the next guy that we're talking about over here for what are we still in flex? Oh yeah, we got to get moving. Are oh, you guys God, gonna yeah. watch it too with me? Is that what's happening? Is I, that, yeah, that's what's happening. The, no, I won't sleep, Nate. I swear just, on everything. I'm gonna put it on right now, right on this monitor. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we gotta hurry this up, guys. We, we might we might have to put the questions on the back burner and try to respond to them on the yeah. Facebook chat. Yeah, uh, we can later on. So trade Ceh for Mark Andrews. Have Swift to replace him. Yep, and want to upgrade tight end over Hunter Henry. I don't know if I would trade. Uh, yeah, actually, that makes sense. I kind of like it. Yeah, like the it. roster. Yep. Are you a CH guy, Nate? I'm sorry, I'm not listening. There, there's a reason for it, though. I'm going to pull it up right... No. Jesus. <laughs> right can, can you see that? Oh, I didn't want to see it. <laughs> Dude, I watched the original when I was 12 and I haven't slept since. Right, it's been 20-something so, years. So you you're welcome. Enjoy, enjoy that. Uh, leave it I'm up. sorry. Repeat the question. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm delaying uh, things. Trade here. CH for Mark Andrews. He has Swift to replace him and he wants to upgrade from no. Hunter Henry. No, 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 no. I, 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 I am also low on CH. I, I'm not uh, a huge uh, believer in the fact that he's going to be a top five like he was drafted. I think he's more outside. He's like hovering around the back end wide, uh, running back one lower. You know, he's going to be finished somewhere between 12 and 15, I think. However, with that said, Mark Andrews has not been anywhere close to what he normally is in that offense. So I, I, I would not give up a stud running back for a tight end who's been meh. Yeah, so I think for me, when I look at Swift as a replacement, I also think that with the buy, I think Baltimore comes back as their regular offense. Uh, so maybe I'm looking for Andrews to become the guy that he was last year and he would have to be to make this trade. I'm just a big Lev Bell guy. I'm willing to move CEH just to get Swift in that lineup. Plus, Swift is obviously anyone who watches the show knows he's my binky. He's my boy. He's my favorite. Uh, I can't see binky? him on the bench. He's my binky. Yeah. You know, the thing that you, <laughs> you suck, suck on him? when you're sad. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. you're sad and uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it's oh not abnormal. God. Love is love. Stop being so fucking judgy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, hate, I, hate, I hate to pull this card. I, I got to get out of here in like five minutes. All right, All right, Travis cool. Holgum up against the Cowboys, right? Yes, 100%. That is like such an easy yes, please. With okay, no Deshaun Jackson, yeah. That's where we're going to go with. I'm not even going to bring up the, the back-end guy, T.Y. Hilton, so. Yeah, no. Yep. No worries. Then we got Pascal against the Lions, another smash play. Yeah. Uh, had another big game. Put him in your lineup again. All right, and then Henry Ruggs, breakout game, right? I called Call Claypool. It. I called Swift. I called Gibson. So I've I've hit... You know, three weeks in a row now. And now I'm going to okay. call Ruggs. Now I'm okay. going to call Ruggs. Uh, he's bad. I'm at 100. So I'm going to go ahead and take Ruggs right now. The Cleveland, right? Cleveland Browns are giving up the fifth most expensive, explosive plays, expensive, explosive plays so far at 24. Each of the past three games, they've allowed the stretch guy, like that deep threat, to get a touchdown and, of course, double digit fantasy points. So yeah, I think it's going to be Ruggs this week. I think he's going to smash. 
Perfect. Uh, I, I mean, I can't blame you. Derek Carr has the third best completion percentage in, in the league uh, behind Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Brees, as ironic as that is. That is crazy. I didn't know that. Oh, that was a great stat. That was great. Thank like you. It. I, like I, I drop those things from time to time. All right, guys. So we're going to talk about guys outside the top 20, right? Uh, 15 for quarterback and 15 for tight end that have a chance to finish as a top 12 position. So Mike, get us started. Absolutely. First one is going to be our matchup for Zach Pascal. That is noodle arm Phillip Rivers coming in at quarterback 23. He's coming off a 300-yard game where Marcus Johnson looked like a star. Rivers looked like his old self that we had seen. This week he gets the Lions, who give up an average of 263 yards in the air, including 338 to Matt Ryan last week. With bye weeks taking out Murray and Watson and two other guys that you probably weren't playing anyway, I love Philip Rivers is a stream this week. If you're desperate, I think he heads the top 15, maybe top 12 this week. All right. I'm going to, so Nate, what I'm going to have you do is pick one or the other when it comes to us. Sounds so, good. I love it. Th- that works out, right? Yeah, works let's out. do it. Let's do it. All right. So I talked to three guys yesterday on the waivers, uh, but they're all sitting below 15. One was Carr, one was Jimmy G, one was Bridgewater. So I'm going with Stafford on this one, right? We talked about it earlier. He's not, just he's just not getting in the end zone right now. And it's driving me insane because he had over 300 passing yards without a touchdown before he finally scored in the last play, you know, for the Lions offense. So I feel like we could see this flip this week. I'm just saying like, he's only completing 50% completion rate in the red zone that can end up going up. Meanwhile, they have thrown it 36 times in the red zone while running it 33 times. The Colts have only allowed three touchdowns on the ground so far this year. The Bengals had two of them. I just, I feel like that this could be the week where Stafford finishes with three touchdowns. I mean, the Colts are only allowing 2.56 yards per carry. It's going to be a Stafford game, right? 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 I think so. I, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I think I would have to go Stafford over uh, Phillip Rivers. And as much as I was a fan of Rivers heading into the season and, and, and you know, with all the talk of how great his offensive line is and how much time he's going to have to throw it and possibly even dump off to JT. We haven't really seen much of that. And, and, you know, yeah, Phillip Rivers finally had a game. Okay. I'll give you that. Uh, but I think it was kind of more of a blip on the radar and that's kind of what we're going to see. We're going to see those types of games sprinkled in, but more so what we've seen more consistently this year, which is kind of, you know, and, and Stafford hasn't blown things off the charts either, but I think I like Stafford more than Rivers on any given week, uh, regardless of matchup, to be honest with you. See, what I love about you taking that choice, Nate, is because I crushed the last two picks so much better than Chase that I'm not even worried about you giving him a little bit of head start. <laughs> it gives him confidence. It gives him a little bit of confidence well, for the fact hey, he's about to get, get curb out. <laughs> I'm right. not getting in between you guys' personal business. I'm just giving you my <laughs> my stuff. And if it, if it lands, then, hey, you know. We're going to sort that later. No, that, I that, mean, wait, what? That's, oh, whatever. I'm good with it. Like I said, love is love. Um, so as, <laughs> as we get into the running backs, I don't give a shit if you call it narrative street. I call it a trash defense. And I'm taking Le'Veon Bell. The consensus running back 25, all in on the Jets. He got 33% of the snaps in his first week with the team. Right out of the gate, he looked like Lev Bell on his first carry. Not only is this a revenge game, but it's also a great matchup for running backs, giving up an average of 105 yards and a touchdown, along with six catches on a per-game basis. Everything is lining up for Bell to see usage, has motivation, has the matchup. I think the running back 25 ranking is borderline insulting. 
this is the game you want him in your lineups, and he is going to go ahead and hand the game ball that he's about to earn to Adam Gase at the end of a Jets win. Uh, excuse me, a Chiefs win against the Jets. I think I think revenge game is what is what you're looking for. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I think you know it's narr- narrative street, but it is it is there's I a love it. weird thing that happens in revenge games, and it, and it comes to fruition probably like 85% of the time. And I definitely, I'm with you on this. I, I think that uh, Le'Veon Bell is going to be uh, a crazy good play in both DFS. And if you have them in your lineups, you got to put them in. Yeah, I have McKinnon in this one. And I think you won. You actually took my yeah. flex play that I wanted to start. No, I'm going to go McKinnon. Yeah, okay. No question there. So, yeah, I'm, uh, sorry, one I'm one. sorry. It's, it's Lev Bell. <laughs> I, yeah. I still like McKinnon a lot. Told you, one, one to one up. Now, the second one is why you won't be batting a thousand this week is because you picked the wrong Raiders wide receiver. And I'm taking Nelson Algalor wide receiver 38. I don't know what he has to do to shed his Philadelphia reputation. I mean, I loved the guy on the Philadelphia news as much as everybody talking about catching babies. I love that dude. But Nelson Algalor has been an absolute stud touchdowns in three straight games coming off a hundred yard performance. There were a couple of big drops last week. We did look the old Nelson Algalor, but before that, I believe Carr had a perfect passer rating thrown to him leading into the game. And all he did was go for 107 on the touchdown. I think that he gets the Browns to give the third most points to opposing wide receivers, a touchdown in every game, but one Carr loves this guy. You should too. I'm getting him in my fishbowl matchup with Lev Bell. I'm literally just telling my whole fishbowl lineup on this show. I think he's a smash start uh, wide receiver 38, not even close for me. I have him in the top 20. So I was going to go with Cooper cup, right? It's a lockup against Nick Needham. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the easier out on this one. I'm actually going back to the well from last week with Marvin Jones, Jr. Uh, dude, he's got to go off at some point, right? He runs routes on every play. Well, you're stacking, you're stacking him and Stafford uh, oh, yeah. this week in DFS, okay? And huh. that, that, that exactly, you hit it. Hold on, did, did did the stat man, the DFS guy that I have come to know and love, just use the stat? He has to go off at some point. Is that the rationale <laughs> you're giving us? <laughs> no. So the reality is, ZC's coverage up against Rockison, who has not been good so far this year. I mean, they're 15th, right? When it comes to the Indianapolis Colts, they're 15th up against the wide receiver. They faced the Jags. They faced the Vikings before Justin Jefferson broke out. They faced the Jets. They faced the Bears. They faced the Browns. They faced the Bengals. Like, shouldn't this be the number one overall defense up against the wide receiver so far this year? It should be. Yeah. yeah. Jags, Vikings, Jets, Bears, Browns, Bengals. They're 15th. This is ridiculous, right? So, so for me, um, Chase, man, I love you, dude. <laughs> I just get, I get a preface it and say that, uh, I have to go Nestle Aguilar and he, he led in my waiver wire pickup article this week at the, the game data.com and you know, everything he said, you know, like I said, Carr has completed 72% of his passes. That's third best in the league. Aguilar is coming off a nine target, 107 yards performance and a touchdown. He scored three touchdowns in the last three games. In each of his last three games, he scored a touchdown. And at this point, you know, with three productive games in a row, it's not a coincidence. It's a trend. And, and I'm, I'm trusting Aguilar going forward. So I'm sorry to do this to you again, but I think Aguilar is the guy uh, so, this, this week. So I, what I will say, Nate, is as a follower yeah. of the game day NFL, 
Yeah. And good. as Thanks. someone who attended your Ask Anything and read your waiver column, I'm not even remotely surprised with your choice. And I think it's the right one. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. And <laughs> you know what? If I influenced you to pick uh, Nelson Aguilar to ha- for me to have your back in this in this one, then that's I appreciate that as well. That's Guys, I, we honestly, I have to head out. I, I hate to do this, but there's... Uh, wait, wait, hey, we only have one position left. That's fine. Um, All right. Go ahead and give your plug real quick. Let everybody know where to find you. If you All can. right, sure. Yeah. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DominateFF. Uh, you can follow my content over at... At the game day NFL, which is at the game day NFL or the game day.com. That's where I have two articles per week and I do a live stream as well with them. So uh, give them a follow, give them, uh, you know, check them out. And that's where you can find me. That's awesome, man. I'm, I'm stoked that you came on tonight and congratulations on, you know, your position over there. That's amazing. Thank you. I'm stoked for you. I appreciate that. Thanks awesome. guys, man. It was a pleasure. I can't wait to come back on. Yeah. Sorry awesome. to, to stress your wife out on that. It's okay, dude. You know, it's all right. I got watch the movie. No, Enjoy the show, good. man. All right, Thanks later. for coming on. Later, Thank buddy. you, guys. All right. All right. So you want to close it out here with the tight ends? Maybe see close up some questions if we can. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that, and we'll hammer out questions. I'll do the closing thing, and then we can we can hammer out questions after Perfect. I do the closing thing, so that way we don't ruin the podcast by uh, by completely diluting it with with trade questions. Yeah, no doubt. So the last one again, we've talked about with the bio weeks, with the position outside the top 15 of tight ends and absolute wasteland. I'm going to give you possibly the last chance you're going to have to play Robert Tanyan, worked his way back on the field, flashed a little bit with the 31 yard catch, didn't get the tight end touchdown. Sternberger grabbed that. His volume was down with Adams back, but he's still a viable tight end. Lions are giving up tight ends for the tight end in back-to-back weeks. This is bottom of the barrel. It's never fun, but if I'm going to roll the dice, I'm going to go with the high-volume passing offense like the Packers. Yeah, uh, Tanya, man, like, I was big on him. I was really big on him. Wait, not the Lions, by the way. Do I have him as the Lions? Who do I got him playing? Yeah, the Lions, the Lions play the Colts. Yeah, that's my bad. Who messed up the matchup? <laughs> it's, it's all right, because the Lions are actually really good up against tight ends. The Vikings, sorry. The Vikings, <laughs> Vikings yeah. my bad. Typo there. That makes it better. All right. So this was a gross position this week to try and pick a guy outside the top 15. And honestly, like, oh man, I, I think I have to go back to where I, I started. Like, what's going on with Drew Sample? Like, it's is it just over for him? Because that's what I want to pick, but it's really hurting me. It's hurting my soul because he should be a, a tight end one. Like that's you told what me about like after week one week two. Oh, yeah. You told me they were looking each other in the eyes. They were sharing spaghetti dinners. Like, you had a whole story about how much him and Burrow loved each other. And they, then they were. They broke up. Well, that's because they broke up for Higgins, I think. I think so. <laughs> I, I, th- I think realistically, I think Sample was just like, uh, wham, bam, thank you, man, for Burrow. And then he's in a serious relationship with my boy T. Higgins. I think you looked what was love. You saw lust. And I'm, I understand that. A lot of people <laughs> fall for that. Uh, but he was a one night stand and oh, Higgins God. and Burrow have been going steady since. And I got to yeah. remember that. Lust, not love. That's what we're going to call the show sheet. All I right. Like it. No, I, I don't endorse Sample. It was tough for me to pick a guy outside. So I don't want to sit there and mislead the, the audience in thinking that, hey, you know, you should definitely play sample this week. So I, I'll pick him over your guy, over Tanyan, but just for the fuck of it. Not because I think that's actually what's going to happen. Yeah, Anyways, I think guys, we both hope you don't have to choose anyone outside the top 15 because it's friggin' disgusting. Yeah, it's really bad this week. So if you guys want to check us out, make sure you guys go check us out at join our circle underscore. We had to pick, of course, underscore after that on Twitter because some knitting company put join our circle. God damn this knitting company. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate saying underscore after it. It's such an inconvenience. Anyways, join our circle 
underscore over there on Twitter. You guys can go check out Fantasy Football Discussion. Love you guys at Fantasy Football Discussion. Keep those questions coming. We are going to answer your questions, so please do not leave if you did post a question. Yeah, we're going to check that out. But yeah, linktr.ee slash fantasy intervention. You guys can check out at the bottom of the screen. That's where to find all of our content. And hopefully we have a website going up here soon. I've been really busy, guys. My mind is completely full with all sorts of different nonsense and everything. I'm sitting here with two tables stacked on top of each other because I decided to get bored and move my bar last night from one side of the room over to the other, which is extremely heavy. It's like 200 pounds. I didn't even know I could lift 200 pounds. So I appreciate you guys for dealing with my, my I guess, air-minded? Wait. What am I looking for here? See, this is what I'm talking about. My, my air-mindedness. We'll go with that. that that's Anyways, not a thing, but let's go with it. We're going to go with it. Mike, I like it. Mike, let everybody know where to find you. You can find me at Daddy's Home FF, and you can find all of my work at Join Our Circle underscore <laughs> as the only place you can find me is with Fancy Intervention at this point. It's airhead. That's what it was. Airhead, airhead. or absentmindedness. Yeah, you kind of put them together. I keep Just, doing that. When I, went, when I did the DFS show with Scott, I said you either fall on your sword or die on your sword. Or I think I said die on your sword instead of fall on your sword. When it's die on a hill or fall on your sword. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's go ahead and, and hammer these questions out, Mike. You down? Let's do it. All right. We already, yeah, we already did that one. We already did this one. We already did that one, right? Yep. Yes, we did. Robbie Anderson. Okay, I found it. Okay. Wayne Gallman or Malcolm Brown this upcoming week. Malcolm Brown's still getting almost equal amount of snaps, mm-hmm. but he's actually getting snaps when they're passing the ball, and he's being asked to protect the quarterback. Uh, Wayne Gallman, meanwhile, is dealing with a terrible, terrible offensive line. This is something where I, I actually threw up in my mouth. Sorry, Miranda, when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'm going to go with Gallman just cold in my nose and doing it just because I think, like you said, Malcolm Brown's not getting the guaranteed touches that you want. Uh, Gallman's getting the goal line work. So give me that possible six points from Gallman. Uh, uh, I think I'm going to take Malcolm Brown, but it's, they're both nasty. I'd look on your waivers. Moss is Scott or Mike Davis this upcoming week. I, we like CMC's not playing, right? He's playing now. I don't even know what's happening. Yeah. So if, if, and we don't know what's happening either with Miles Sanders. Exactly. If CMC is not playing, you have the Thursday game smash matchup for Mike Davis. So if CMC is out, you got to throw Mike Davis in your lineup. If not, I'm holding for Boston Scott. If CMC ends up playing, I'm going to go Boston Scott. But if he's not, there's no way I'm taking a risk that Miles Sanders comes back. I'm going Mike Davis and getting those guaranteed points against that really horrible Atlanta team. I like that. I like that. I'm going to take T. Higgins in this one. You probably will, too. You know but I, I don't hate Fournette. I just think he's more of a goal line back, so he's going to struggle to you know, rack up points in the passing game. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't drop CD Lamb. Don't do that. Yeah, it's a terrible situation over there. All right. Do you guys think that Fulgham is legit? Will his outlook with Rager back and Alshon returning still remain? Yeah, so actually, guys, like, believe it or not, Fulgham's actually a slot receiver over there. Like Greg Ward is the slot, but Fulgham's slot over Greg Ward. He's the big slot. Uh, they don't have a tight end right now. Fulgham's a thing. Yep. Fulgham's a thing. Jeffrey's not a worry. Breaker can't catch. Assuming Miles Sanders is out. Robinson on a bye. Oops. Most of an IR. Maybe hopefully going off this season. Or going off soon. Uh, wait. 
Yeah. Okay. I need two subs this week. Slayton Hasty, worth the gamble. Hi, T.Y. Hilton. Ooh, this sucks. God, what's up with the questions this week, guys? They're, they're testing us. I'm going to go with the wide receivers just because there's guaranteed Hyde has the injury. I, man, and, and Carson might play. I mean, Carson's fighting to play, and that makes Hyde completely just a bench play. Hasty, there's no guaranteed touches. Tough defense up the middle. I'm going to take the wideouts as much as I don't like any of these players. God, dude, this is painful. Like You guys are literally making this like my stomach turn. Just knowing that you guys have these guys on your roster. All right, so, yeah, T.Y. Hilton for me was actually going to be one of my surprise, you know, flex plays. I think he's absolutely going to go off. He's, he, he's... Uh, it, it's going to be a tough matchup to an extent, but Detroit, like, come on, they have a, they have a bye week. They're going to get him involved in the passing game. T.Y. Hilton's a lock for me. Meanwhile, Slayton, who do they have? Who do the Giants have? The Are the Giants playing this week? Or are they on bye? Giants have. Oh no, they have. On yeah, night. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! I know. Oh, this is so gross. Why am I even doing this show right, right now? The Giants are going to be down big. I mean, you're just hoping for garbage yardage with Slayton. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I can't go with with Hasty. No. I can't go with Hyde. Nope. All right. So Godwin was cut in my PPR league. I'm stacked a wide receiver. Yeah, you pick him up and you trade him. Of course him. you do. Yeah. Teddy. <laughs> All right. No Tannehill. Uh, it's just a uh, clarification no. from the last question. Should I trade Kirk and CD for Justin Jefferson? Oh, yes. hell yeah. What? Hell yeah. Like, why is this a question? Yep. Go do it. Hit accept quick. Uh, I'm bitching about questions that were hard. And now I'm like complaining about. Now questions. You get an easy one. Yeah. And you're just never happy. Oh God. I'm never happy. Oh, me too. I don't know what that was referring to. Cause it's way later than eight 42. We're almost mm-hmm. at an hour over that time. Well, when is Sanders coming back next uh, week? Yeah, probably next week. We don't have a guaranteed timeline. I need to get uh, tune into the Sunday show. Tune into the Sunday show. We actually have a couple of doctors that come on there with us or physical trainers. Mm. All right. No clowns. Nope. Hell no. No, Bob, you put clowns on my banner. I'm seriously taking my donation back. I will call the Diabetes Foundation and tell them what you did and ask for my money back. I feel like I missed a question because I saw Pogo, but I saw Pogo earlier too. Higgins or Claypool? Higgins. Higgins. Herbert or Breeze? Herbert. Herbert. Higgins? Traquan Smith? Oh, that's where it was. Or Pogo? What is Pogo? I don't know, but I'm going Higgins anyway. Yeah, you're always going Higgins. I'll go Higgins. I, know. I, don't I, like, I like him. Is Pogo maybe a jump off spot? I don't I'm confused. I've never heard that terminology. I don't know. Where's Shubbo? Yep, we covered that. Yep. Maybe. We don't know yet. <laughs> Dude, fuck off. I can't wait to see who this is. <laughs> can't wait to see who this is. Oh, man. All right. Picked up Herbert last week. Thinking about holding on to him for the rest of the year. Would this be okay? My other options are lousy Matt Ryan. Um, honestly, I like Herbert over Matt Ryan for the rest of Absolutely. the year. Absolutely. Yep. No question. Right now, my two RBs are Gurley and Taylor. I have Jacobs in the flex, but he's questionable. I have Boston Scott with an intriguing matchup versus Dallas and Deontay Johnson, who's also questionable. Also, 
Bernard Mixon sits. Which three of the players I've listed are actually viable? Gur- Gurley, Tabor, Taylor, and Boston Scott. If Miles Sanders doesn't come back, Gurley and Taylor are must plays at this point. Gurley's still running back seven. Taylor's about to go off, and Boston Scott has a cake matchup. I feel like I should just make a like a sec- separate segment where I just split this off and do starter sick questions. Yeah, maybe we'll do a second podcast. Like, oh my and, god! Well, no, no, not even this. I would just like, yeah, make it into a second podcast because there's yeah. so many that we're going through. Maybe people do want to hear this, but I know Boyd and Chubb for Diggs, and they'll give me Boyd and Chubb. Yeah, same deal. All right, how does Chase keep his dog quiet during the live stream? I don't even know where he is. Dog treats, I thought, right? Did you brought? Oh, yeah, yeah. Gave him a couple of treats before. I uh, put it inside of a little thing, and it took him like 20 minutes to get it out, but it still put him to sleep. All right, drop Lamb or Gallup? Drop Gallup if you have to, but I'd keep both, but Lamb's the guy to own there. Yeah, I'd keep both for another week and just see what happens. Philadelphia is pretty porous, but uh, it is what it is. You got to drop Gallup over Lamb for sure. If Carlos Hyde plays, are you confident in him? No. And if Josh Allen or Bridgewater? Allen. Ooh, Bridgewater's really sick matchup this week. Uh, Josh Allen actually has a tougher one, I believe. It's the Patriots. Uh, I'm still going I, Allen. I, I might take Bridgewater. Allen just hasn't looked good. I'd rather go with a safer pick at quarterback and, and take shots at wide receivers and stuff. All right, Tyler Boyd. Wait, we already answered that one. Rank these wide receivers in order, please. Robert Woods, Mari Cooper, Keenan Allen, A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, easy yes. one for me. Keenan Allen's number two, Robert Woods, number three, Amari Cooper, number four. Just because of the rushing attempts, I agree with you. I think that Robert Woods is overall better player than Keenan Allen, but mm-hmm. Keenan Allen's that re- release valve for Herbert. Start Lamb, otherwise need to drop for Gallman or Harris if they play. No, Lamb. Over no, those guys easily, yeah. All right. Can you respond to this in the chat after the stream? Um, yeah, yeah, I can... Well, I don't know who this is. I'll try and figure it out on Facebook. Mike, are you part of the Facebook group? I'm not. I'll try to jump on, though. I don't do Facebook really ever. Yeah, let's see if we can actually answer some of these questions on here because these are like an hour old. So okay. let's see if we can, uh, we can knock these out Yep. And, and respond to those people that actually didn't hear. So that way we can, we can help out the people that join into this live stream and don't think that we're wasting their time. I like it. What's to do with McKinnon with 49ers down to two running backs? Play him. Yeah, uh, McKinnon is, is an absolute smash play this week, in my opinion. I have to pick one wide receiver to start for Godwin. John Brown. Wait. You have to, yeah, okay. Pick, John pick Brown, Mike Wade, Scotty Miller, or Cole Beasley? Cole Beasley. Ooh. Beasley had 13 targets last week, if I'm not mistaken. He's getting a ton of targets, but they might start picking him up. I, I really like Scotty Miller this week. Like Scotty Miller could be a smash play as that stretch guy. I know. Ah. If, you look at, if you look at realistically, you got Cole Beasley. Diggs is going to be seeing Gilmore this week. I think you're going to see a ton of targets for Beasley again. I mean, he had 12 last week, so I'm going to go Beasley. I don't I definitely not going John Brown. The Patriots stopped the outside wide receivers really well. Uh, I think the slot guy is the only chance in Buffalo. All right. Let's hop on to the next question. We did this one. Oh. Thanks, Tony Cheese. Oh, that was actually a person. Okay, Beasley, if Brown sits, otherwise Miller. Oh, wait, that was, that was a statement. 
<laughs> Johnny rest of the season. He's definitely viable. Yep. McKinnon or Fournette in the flex. McKinnon. McKinnon. You you said McKinnon, right? Yep. Fournette, and Bell, Bell or Hasty in the Bell flex. Bell by a mile. Bell not even close for me. Yeah, for the revenge game, Bell Bell should be there, but Fournette's a little bit of a safer option, I feel like. But Bell should be smash play this week. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's going to end it for us. Thanks for tuning in. God, you guys wore us the fuck out. Almost yeah. a two-hour-long podcast. We said it would only last like a little bit over an hour. We say this every time, and then we mm-hmm. end up getting carried away. I love this podcast. I love it. Best part of my week. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you guys go check us out at FF underscore intervention on Facebook. Daddy's Home FF. I'm, I'm sorry, on Twitter. Daddy's Home FF on Twitter as well. Join our circle underscore on Twitter. And then, of course lnktr.ee slash fantasy intervention it's been a fun one guys we had a blast and i appreciate you guys for sticking around see y'all later awesome thanks guys that's how you bang a podcast